Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Do you love unraveling a good old-fashioned whodunit? Oh honey, me too. I'm Alicia, armchair detective and host of Dead On, a true crime podcast. Join me every Friday. We'll dive into a case that scratches your itch for true crime, dark history, and mystery. Streaming now, everywhere you love to listen. summer of 2012, life was good, and I was up at 2 a.m. watching Teen Nick in my house den. The whole house was always fascinating to me. One of the first houses built in our small town in Kansas during the Prohibition as a moonshiner's illegal party house. The whole house is a colonial style full of Victorian features. From the outside, it looks like a two-story, but there are actually three floors and a half basement. The architecture was always confusing as to how this was accomplished, but wedged between the top and main floor is a log cabin themed room, our family room. It was a glorified bar room fitted with a monstrous fireplace, an Alaskan moose head from circuit 1920, and a salvaged chandelier from the former Douglas Opera House. I hated being alone in that room at night because I always got a weird sensation like someone standing over me when I would try to sleep on the couch after a long night of TV. My best friend and I always felt like this time to time, sleeping in my own bed, which used to be the master suite. Never could get the cat or the dog to hang out in the den, though. Its door was an inch thick of solid wood and had a very complex lock that remained tucked inside its latch, as no previous owners had the key. We never bothered to close it. It would get stuck in the frame because it was so heavy designed to keep the police out if someone tipped off a booze party. There was a nursery on the top floor that shared a wall with this room. It was sold to us with no doorknob to the small 4x10 room. It became our home office. There was a brand new computer and all-in-one printer slash fax that remained unplugged, rarely used. My bedroom was right next to it and I always slept with my door open. In the middle of the night, I could often see the computer light and paper would cycle through the printer. could never get myself to check it until the morning. When we looked at the sheets, there was nothing on them and we'd load them back inside. It was my sister and I's favorite place to pirate scary movies. We would close the door so as not to disturb mom and dad because it didn't latch, but one night she left me in the room to go get a snack, and when she came back she couldn't open the door. I was trapped inside. My mom had to use a butter knife to force the handle. I was shook given the timing. But back to the den. I'm minding my teen Nick business when out of the blue, I get a call from my friend. She tells me she's been doing a Ouija board, which I've always done my part to stay far from. She says that her presence told her to call me. She informed me that I was wearing a black shirt, which I was, and I only own one. I hung up the call and immediately went up to my bedroom to wait out the next few hours to daylight. That same summer, my mom, grandma, sister, and I went on one of our late night drives where we'd blast oldies cruising the back roads. 
As we were driving, an unidentified creature ran in front of our car and across the road. None of us agreed on what we saw. We thought it was a very large white rabbit, cat, or small dog. It was moving unthinkably fast for any of those animals, made it across the road in two hops. At the time, we joked about it and kept on our way. When we got home and stepped into the foyer, heavy work boots started down the upstairs hall and down the stairs. They stop at the den level. From the foyer, you can see the part of the staircase that leads to the den. No one is there. We are all looking at each other, waiting for my father to continue his trip down the stairs. He then comes up from the basement, followed by our dog. The cat is chilling in a window on the main floor. We sent him upstairs to investigate. He checked everywhere, even the attic, nothing. Could all be coincidence. When we moved into an apartment that fall, nothing else strange seemed to happen. I am tempted to ask the family who lives there now if they've ever experienced anything. The original owners are buried in the morgue just down the street. So this didn't happen to me, but it happened to my dad. He went on this business trip and was staying at the Claremont Hotel in Berkeley, California. Keep in mind, he knew nothing about the hotel and didn't know its history, but we will get to that later. So he was staying there and he woke up early in the morning but decided to go back to bed. But as he was going back to bed, he got in this weird in-between state of being half asleep and half awake. He describes that he started to hear eerie coughing as well as a crazy screeching sound. The sound he heard was something that he never heard before and he can't even begin to describe it. All he said was that it was a cacophony of noises, and as for the coughing, some people will think it's the person in the room next to him, but he said that it was right behind him and heard it clear as day. Keep in mind, during this experience, he was completely paralyzed and couldn't move. Which sounds like sleep paralysis, I know, but he was unable to even open his eyes or anything. He said he was using everything in his power to open his eyes, but just couldn't. And also leading up to this one experience, he felt a weird sensation throughout his whole body and got chills. And as I said, the screeching-like sound was unlike anything he had heard before. It sounded unnatural and was so loud he couldn't handle it. He said when the encounter started, he felt like something was coming, almost how you can feel an earthquake coming as it slowly ramps up and then ramps down. He felt all of that. When the whole encounter was finally over, he was so freaked out and immediately frantically called my mom and my mom was at work and never answered. My dad never gets this scared by anything and he can usually handle bad dreams and stuff, but he said that this wasn't a dream and that it all felt real. And furthermore, my dad is a huge skeptic about this stuff. My mom and I are firm believers of the supernatural and while we talk about it sometimes, he would always just roll his eyes and try to justify anything we said. So for him to frantically try and call my mom, as well as texting her saying he had a paranormal experience, is not normal. Now, the really strange thing about the hotel is that it is indeed one of the most haunted hotels in USA. And the hotel had burned down back when it was just a house back in 1901 or something. Then, when it was turned into a hotel, it caught fire that did serious damage about a decade later which we find super creepy because it may explain the coughing he heard and that it was ghosts or something. Then that morning he had a meeting and told a co-worker what happened before the meeting but just brushed him off and thought it was crazy. But after the meeting he brought it up again and apparently the co-worker he had told had an experience once before of door slamming shut and the sink turning on by itself. Not the same encounter as my dad but still scary nonetheless. 
Another co-worker he told said that he had been in this really weird in-between state like my dad had been, though he didn't hear anything like my dad, but he was still in the in-between state. And apparently, the co-worker had checked his Fitbit and it said he had been awake since like 3 and never was in that like half-sleeping state which it usually picks up on. My family has some theories on this. My theory is that maybe he somehow attached himself to some kind of flashback and the flashback was during the fire and experiencing it through someone who was maybe asleep, which may explain why no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't open his eyes. And maybe the person coughing were past spirits trying to get out of the burning hotel and breathing in smoke and eventually dying and succumbing to the fire. Around 2010, I was at my grandmother's house. It was a single wide trailer in the woods that belonged to my great-grandmother before, so it's around 40 years old. It's got some rooms added towards the back of it, with a curtain separating the rooms from the original trailer. In one of the rooms in the back, the windows are covered with a sort of clear plastic and then blinds over that. The walls that the windows are on is covered in old Raggedy Ann dolls, since Grandma is an avid collector of old dolls. In the room is a bed that sits opposite to the windows, which are towards the farther side of the trailer, and outside of the room is a pretty large clearing before the woods start. That night, I was laying in bed facing the window while everyone else was in the living room, which is the next room over. The blinds on the windows was open this night, and as I looked out, I saw a tall figure walk up to the window outside. As it walked up, it seemed to be looking around, scanning the area as it walked until it noticed the window, and that's when it walked up to the window. The figure had a ghoulish white face and very defined cheekbones with skin that looked pretty smooth, almost like a porcelain doll. It was, very, it was wearing very dark black glasses and was bald. It had a type of bowler hat, something like you'd see in an old-timey... something you'd see an old-timey person wearing in a black suit with what looked like a bow tie. It was holding its hands up in sort of a propped up position with its fingers interlocked and its hands across its upper torso. It was also wearing a gold watch. Its body was pretty skinny, enough to be noticeable since the suit was pretty loose. When I saw it, I felt really creeped out since the trailer has a history of paranormal things happening. A lot of them have been experienced by me while I was growing up. So I was sort of used to it, but I never saw anything like this. It kind of just sat there and stared at me for a few minutes until I got the courage to get out of the room and go tell my grandparents that there was someone outside the trailer at the window. Grandpa got his gun and went to the side where the window was to see if anyone was there and he didn't see anything. After that, he came back inside, locked all the doors, and I ended up staying in the living room with them until we had to go to bed. I haven't seen it since. This happened almost six months ago and I still don't understand it. My roommate occasionally has sleepovers with her boyfriend, which means I would stay home alone for a night or two. I never minded until that one day. I stayed awake until 2am studying for a test. I had a test the next day. Everything went as usual. I went to sleep, I locked our front door, turned off all the lights, then closed my bedroom door, turning off my light, and fell asleep. I suddenly woke up and my vision was very blurry. My lights were on, almost blinding me. Then I noticed the door was open and all the other lights were on. I kept staring at my door for a few seconds and suddenly I saw a creepy figure leaning to the side, staring back at me. It was a very tall man dressed in all black, face somehow painted black. I couldn't tell any of his facial features other than his eyes. 
They were piercing. He had white, almost silver long hair falling to his knees. We just stared at each other and I couldn't move, but then I sat up and followed him as if it was a friend of mine or a family member. I wasn't scared. I was very calm. But I stopped once I reached my bedroom entrance. He walked to my open front door and looked at me one last time, somehow smiled, and left. I woke up again, thinking it was just a stupid nightmare, but my lights were on, my bedroom door was open, all the lights in the house were on, and my feet had floor dust on them. I ran to my door, hoping it wasn't open. It was locked, but for some odd reason, my keys weren't attached to the lock. It's a safety measure of mine. I freaked out when I noticed that I was late to my test, so I immediately dismissed whatever happened until a few days later when I asked a friend of mine who thought I was sleepwalking, but I never sleepwalk. I don't even talk in my sleep. I'm still to this day terrified and I literally beg my roommate to not leave anytime she asks why. I just can't tell her knowing she won't believe me.